What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we have, da-da-da-da, we got the baby episode. So it's been a year, right, since we've talked about babies and yeah. witchcraft and mamas and motherhood and witchcraft. And we decided we got to bring back our other favorite witchy mama, because you're my favorite witchy mama, Gemini, okay? <laughs> so my second favorite. So it's kind of one more. She's here. Hello. It's so wonderful to be back. <laughs> Yes, Always it's wonderful to, to have, have you. you. Yeah. Jinx. You owe me a crystal. Ah! <laughs> I love using that. <laughs> you guys taught me that one. It's a good one. <laughs> I haven't done that to her in a really long time. So You're I'm welcome. Right now. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. I really do. It gives me an excuse to go shopping, so it's fine. You know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Best keep ever. telling yourself that. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally Everybody fine. wins. <laughs> I decided one time that she does that to me, I'm just going to like buy some gigantic rock and just put it in front of her house and then make her move it. Just record her trying to move it. That'll, that'll be worth it. You know? Yes. <laughs> and she'll Ultimate be so revenge, happy. But like, not really. Will, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it would be revenge because I would just be like happily clinging to a big rock. Like, you're yeah. mine now. <laughs> kind of like Daffy Duck. What was that episode? I don't know. I'm thinking of like Bugs Bunny, where like Daffy Duck gets all excited and he's like, mine, mine, mine. And he's like jumping on something like some treasure or something. It. I don't know. Anyway, so today it's all about, so now it's a year since we talked. So that means we went from, I'm trying to think, was Baby Bat born when we talked about when we did this? Was it just? No, no actually, I, I think it's been more than a year because I remember Conowin said, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Am I supposed to cut this out? And you were like, no, you can keep it. I told everybody. So I was. I was pregnant and I don't think I was telling anybody. Yes, that I remember. Cause I remember I knew I, that you were pregnant, but we did this right after I wrote the music for you guys. So it was like last January because yes, I was yes. at the very end of my pregnancy. It was like huge. <laughs> I still feel huge, I feel um, <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Cause yeah, I'm, I, I could just say it cause people know, yeah. but like I'm pregnant again. So hello. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so, much okay. changes in a year except everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So that means we get to talk about like now I'm now I'm like, what did we talk about last time? But it doesn't matter. We're gonna talk about the things that I thought about for this time. So perfect. Question number one. Is there anything that has changed for your practice that you're surprised about? And definitely because of motherhood. Like, is there anything that you were like, this will never change? And then it has, and you're surprised. It's the, the question is more, which one of us wants to go first? Right. <laughs> okay. Can I actually say something? Cause yes. like, I've been thinking about this, like, since you guys asked me to come on, which thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back with you both. Like, seriously, you're my favorite witches. I love you so much. I wanted to just mention, cause I'm probably going to say a lot of stuff on here, but like, if you are a mom, who's like a new mom, who's a witch and you are feeling like, <laughs> you're not the witch that you're supposed to be, or like, you're not the witch you were. I see you. Like, I'm going to say a lot of stuff on here, but oh my God, like I was thinking about it. The comparison to the witch I was before I was a mom is probably the hardest thing for me because there are days I don't feel like a real witch. I haven't done magic in weeks. Mm -hmm. I haven't like lit a freaking candle. Like I just, and it feels like this like empty, shallow version. And I'm like, am I even good enough? to call myself that. And it's so hard. I mean, we get so much mom shame as a whole 
um, from every angle for every decision we make. And then if you layer on top of that, like a spiritual practice that we're like supposed to be doing in, in our mind, right? I mean, do whatever you want. There's a lot of freedom here. I love your like theme lately of just like, do, just do you boo, because huh. that's exactly it. But like, I don't know. I just, I want people to know, like, I see you and there are most days that I look like a gremlin, like the witch that never came out of the wood. And I haven't lit a candle in weeks and I haven't done anything that's witchy at all. And like, I barely remembered like, you know, what season it is, let alone because there are days of motherhood that get so tough. So I don't know. I just wanted to like preface that because yes, my practice personally has changed so dramatically in ways I did not anticipate. And in some ways it's been so difficult to come to that realization and recognize like, it's not going to be the same. Um, it can't like, there's just not enough time. There's not enough energy. I certainly don't have it now. I'm out of breath, just talking. (laughs) Right. So it's like, it's not going to ever go back to the, which I was. So then it becomes, well, who am I now? And a lot of times I don't have enough energy to figure that out. Like, you know, it's just, it's, you know, there's not enough journaling time to like sit there and like do the shadow work. Right. Okay. I'm so happy you said that because that I, I'm in therapy for being a mom because that's where I'm at. And that's the thing that I say to my therapist over and over is like, I used to have so much time to process and I just don't have that anymore. And that takes away so like, it takes away so much of being a witch because so much of like, like come on the podcast every day. And I'm like, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. Okay. Well, when am I doing the work? Like, exactly. where's the work? Yeah. Um, I think for me, like losing that part made me become significantly more practical. So it's more like if I'm doing magic, it's fucking useful. It's something that is like relying on what I've already put years of effort into what I already know really well. And I'm, I'm pulling from that um, you know, I, I, to like, to do oils or to like create a sigil or something like, like I'm pulling from stuff. I already know. I, there is no new, I'm not learning new. Um, and even like now I approach the books differently because it's very much like, well, this is cool, but it's probably, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. (laughs) Um, I think, I don't know about you, Conwin, but I'm like more religious now, which is weird. Um, I'm like more into like reaching out and like lighting candles for the gods and like that sort of thing than I am of like, I'm going to do a spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I honestly, I got a, a message recently, just like in one of the brief lucky moments I had to actually reflect. And it was literally like, girl, calm down and go within and like reconnect with just nature. Just like, yeah. it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be you know, anything performative, although it's me. So like it has to have a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but like, um, just, I, I agree with you. Like my connection to my deities, I think has gotten a lot stronger because I find myself asking for their help a lot more, you know, and just like, please give me strength to get through this, like, you know, diaper change or temper tantrum, or just like, you know, when I have to go to work, cause I am a part-time working mom, like, just having the energy to do that and like make sure my kid is okay and safe at home, you know? Yeah. And so it feels like a much deeper connection to my deities as well. And I agree with you, like in the religious sense. And I think a lot of like the magic personally that I've even just in the last few months remembered that I'm capable of doing is not like sitting down, doing a ritual, making a sigil, mm-hmm. making a cauldron, like doing the whole thing. It's more so like I'm just going to put my intention into this moment and try to make it work for me 
because I'm going to manifest and like attract what I want. And then it's like, wow, yeah, I do still have that power. Like she still has a mojo. We're good. Like I can get there with Starbucks line in under five minutes to get to my next appointment. Yes, I can. Good for you. Cause I can't. I know. Right. Like what spell are you doing for that? And can I have it? (laughs) (laughs) Just like tell the universe who's boss. That's kind of what I did. I was like, you are going to put me through this. That's okay. You have more balls than me. That's where we're at. I I would never risk it. It wasn't, it wasn't directed at anybody specifically. So I wouldn't piss anyone off, but you know, yeah. (laughs) Got to keep myself safe. Yeah. Have you guys ever considered that what you're doing with your children is magic? I mean, you're not. I'm not putting down any other religion. That's not what I'm trying no, to do here. No, that's what I do. That's my job. <laughs> yes, that's, that's your stick, <laughs> not mine. But, you know, when you're talking about, oh, am I going to do this? Yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, when I think of performative, you know, I think of Christians. Like, I only go to church on Easter and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get my kid all dressed up because it's Easter. And we have to go to church because it's Christmas. And I'm going to get my baby. And I'm going to go, or I'm going to go like other moms that are the same. And I'm just going to show off my baby because this is kind of like what they do. Versus what I've seen of Gemini with baby bat um, is this idea, this, this intention. We're talking about putting intention into something right? Whenever you have ever told me anything that you're doing with baby bat, right? It's always with the intention of the next thing. So I guess what I'm really trying to ask is, do you think that while you're saying, okay, I'm not being witchy, but do you think that the witch in you has really prepared you to raise a child with intention? A thousand percent. Yes. (laughs) The problem is I've spent all this time on the podcast being like, I hate intention. (laughs) <laughs> intention is dumb and then like oh, this is so off brand for you <laughs> you know what actually the more that I think about it, it this is absolutely like a maiden mother shift for me because right because like, I was like fuck intention intention is dumb I'm all about actions I'm all about like spell design and now I'm a mom and I'm like you know what I think actually intention is cool I think intention is all right let's let's just look at you progressing hell yeah Gross. <laughs> who's she yeah never matter <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to answer your questions, uh, Scorpio, I, I absolutely like a thousand percent because I think, um, overall witchcraft has really given me like a patience with nature and cycles of life and phases of life that if I can tune in and remind myself, like that is what we're going through right now. It gives me such a level of appreciation with whatever phase of life my, my child is going through and wherever he and I are at in a relationship. And, it also, I think, um, because witchcraft personally has been so empowering for me, looking at my child and seeing him as not this extension of myself or my ego, but really as his own individual powerful person who is growing and experiencing this world and seeing nature for the first time, which let me tell you is the most magical thing I've ever seen as a child, just experiencing anything for the first time, whether or not it goes well, I blew bubbles for my kid and he screamed and cried. Like, I mean, you know, but it was hilarious and that was pure magic and now he loves them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like we all, you know, and just watching him grow in that way has been so magical. And it feels like my life is infused with this new innocent level of magic that I've just never like, you you don't experience as an adult, you don't have that innocence brought to you. So by taking the time and the patience to like, just accept and like go with the cycle of his growth and just be in it with him being present with him in that 
it is the most magical thing. And I don't think I would have been mentally prepared for that had I not done the own work previously on myself to be more present in the moment, to see those cycles, to be more attentive and aware of my surroundings. We have, we've opened a can of worms. Okay. Okay, good. Let's do it. Um, I know Scorpio's like, to me. here's the deal. <laughs> um, I'm going to be open and vulnerable on this podcast. Please. So put your face away, Scorpio. <laughs> Because your mom has done two really intense things in that one, it has forced me to sort of re-grapple with my relationship with Catholicism in a way that I never expected. Um, And it has forced me to re-grapple with my ability to be present, which I felt like before I had a baby, I was very, I was much better at, I had done all of this work. I had put in all this effort. I felt really capable. And then you have a kid and suddenly you don't feel capable anymore. Yeah. And so, um, you know, as far as like being present, it's hard because there are times where I like, I, I realize that I've been on my phone for five minutes and it's like, I would rather be interacting with my child but I also want all of this other stuff. I want to bake a cake. I want to put the laundry away. I want to scroll on my phone. And so it's this constant renegotiation. And I guess for me, it's like, I wish that I had been, I almost wish that I had like stayed in Wicca a little longer when I was coming into witchcraft, because I think it would have given me a better foundation of that seasonality that I keep talking on the podcast that I want to get into. Cause I, I don't have as much of a connection as a Hellenic to the cycles and right and like it's it's persephone and and hades and all that absolutely but i feel like i i don't always take the time to be like oh this is a winter (laughs) you have to slow down you have to i'm constantly just like go 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 gotta get it done and so like when you're a mom you're forced you have no choice you have to deal with it um and that that was incredibly hard for me magical or non-magical like i i thought i had worked on being present and then i came into it and I was like nope and then of course you know you like I have a friend whose baby is going to be baptized and I you know I had a moment where I was like am I doing something wrong for my child (laughs) right because you are raised in this idea that like if your child is not baptized they're gonna go to hell and I don't believe in hell but there's still that like immediate gut response of should I should I have baptized my kid No, obviously not. And like, I'm happy that I didn't, but you forget how much you have to like unlearn stuff. And uh, this is related to that question. Oh no, you're totally on it. Like, I don't know. I felt like that was totally related. (laughs) How it was related. And like Gemini, to your credit, right? Like, first of all, you said five minutes on your phone. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I'm trying to be nice on the podcast there. No, but like, I I think we can all relate. And then also like, I mean, when it comes to, to the awareness, half of the equation is just recognizing, like you were saying that grappling it's, it's that whole process of that. It's not perfection. Like we're never going to be a thousand percent present. I mean, I could, I I could try though. I I could be the person that is a thousand percent present. I just have the Virgo in your chart, girl. (laughs) Where is it? Uh, What? (laughs) There's not, but I'm a cap rising. So there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. That that (laughs) sets up the whole chart. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to actually mention, can I jump off of Gemini's point about baptism? So I, I would, I grew up um, loosely Methodist, right? So we didn't have the same amount of dogma, I think put on my shoulders. 
Um, but baptism was a huge deal in my family because uh, our family has a church out in Pennsylvania that we've actually been like, we were a trustee of back in the 1600s. Oh, wow. So we made a whole deal about, I went out there as a three-year-old and got baptized in this church. So baptism has been like a big deal in my family. And um, I completely feel you where it's like, you have that gut instinct of like, oh God, is my child's going to be safe in the like fabric of time? And yeah. I don't know, like, is their soul saved? And so what I tried to do to sort of like circumnavigate that and then also make it mine and make it ours is um, a friend of mine who's, who was my doula for my, my birth, which was great. She has a coven and she came out and did a blessing for my son. And it was very much like, you know, you are your own person in this Mm -hmm. world. You're blessed by these elements and your family gods and go out and be your weird, wonderful Aquarius self. And that's what we did. And it was really simple and really beautiful. And I am so grateful to her and her coven for doing that. I'm definitely going to have that with baby Gemini. So um, yeah, <laughs> right. Although he, he might be a cancer. Like yeah. he's, he's due two days before Litha. So we'll see. Like, so he will be yeah. a cancer. That's, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I don't know the kicking man, like this, this kid wants to go, go, go action like you, like, <laughs> so I'm, I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, if we I'm get so a Gemini. excited. Yeah. So, but you know, I want to do the same thing mm-hmm. because it's kind of taking that thing that did mean a lot to our family and, um, has a significance in my own thinking around children and growing like them growing up. But I love that it wasn't a dedication to some faith, like you're trapped in Christianity yeah. now. It's really just a, you are blessed and go out in the world and do your thing and like do it in a way that's like connected to nature. So yeah, yeah I mean, that was a fun, a fun thing. And it was really what we ever, we wanted to make of it, which is way better than a baptism. <laughs> yeah, no, that <laughs> they, have, they have rules and rules are lame. <laughs> yeah. No rules here. Well, I'm going to say two things to that. One, yes, you know, I want to do this now, Gemini, but you know, not going to mention it. If you want me to, I'm ready. Okay. That's one. We what had we this say? whole game plan prior to me having baby bat where we were going to get the coven together and everybody was going to like provide a blessing in a very like sleeping beauty kind of vibe. I right? love that. Um, but the, w- when we had discussed it, we were like, oh, we'll do it based on like their birth chart. We'll look at, you know, what, what might they need? And I couldn't, I can't read the birth chart. Like there's just, and How <laughs> I remember Scorpio mentioned like she, she thought I was lying. And then she's like, she if you don't want me person. to do it or you don't want us to do it, we just won't do it. Like, you don't have to tell us this story. Like you can read birth charts better than anybody. But then she saw me in person and I was like, no, I really, I really can't. Like every time I look at it, it's like all of the knowledge just empties from my brain. <laughs> so we kind of were like, oh, okay. We're not supposed to yeah. right oh, now is not fair. the time that we're supposed to be doing this, which, you know, fair, but like I would, it would have been a beautiful thing to be able to do. Hey, we picked a solar eclipse to do ours. So, you know, oh, like, nice. whatever you want to say about that, <laughs> but we just picked a good weird transit and did that. And we'll probably do the same thing for baby, baby Gemini. Cause it'll be right up against the eclipse season again yeah. when he's about the same age. So it was like three months when we did it and it was like, heck yeah, why not? My baby Aquarius was born on in bulk and he was ba- or christened. I don't know. Not christened. That's not the word. Um, <laughs> Covened? Yes. Covened? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Bless, I guess, yeah, yeah. on Bless a solar eclipse. So he's very magical. And it'll be very funny if baby Gemini is born on Litha because I'll have to do the same thing. <laughs> they have to now. They just have to. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> well, I will say this in case you're thinking, like, oh my God, what if what if I'm debating, you know, baptizing the baby? I was baptized. 
I have two pagan parents, um, but my mother's side of the family um, were Christian. And I'm doing air quotes because the stuff they did was like, I, don't, I never knew anybody else who was Catholic who did this crazy crap, right? But they were Santeras. So my mother found out that they were, my grandmother, my great-grandmother were plotting on a day that they left me with them to run me down to the church and get me baptized because that was super important to them. So my mother said to my father, they're going to run into the street. They're going to get hit by a car. Like that's what they were thinking. Like the kid's going to get hurt because they're going to be sneaking out. So let's just baptize her. So, you know, you see baptism pictures and people like the godparents are holding a like sleeping baby in their arms. I'm standing up. I'm almost a year old. I'm just kind of like standing up and like looking at everybody. Um, and look at me. I turned out fine. I was going to say, were you in your all black and like, <laughs> can you imagine your black lace and your little bonnet, like <laughs> holding it upside down across? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, well, my godfather was uh, a junkie. If that, that maybe is kind of like anti Christ, like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. They thought this well, would like, Christ help. was into junkies. He hung out with everybody. Yeah. That this is accurate. Nobody yes. else liked. It's actually kind of sweet. He's my, first cousin but like my cousins are ranged from like my age all the way up to like way senior citizens they're real old so my father was one of 16 and um he was I think he was 20 when I was baptized and basically they just wanted to help him they felt that if they if they showed trust and love in him that he would consider getting his life turned around and he cut his hair he was a hippie he cut his hair and he got a suit. Like, if you see him, that's my mother's like, that's not what he ever looked like. And she said he would visit me once a week with these like weird gifts and whatnot. And he's a great guy. I mean, he's clean. And, you know, now he works on a farm, you know, he, not works a farm. He owns a farm with his wife. So, yeah, this. This yeah, it's awesome. But, you know, so sometimes this whole idea of like, what do you do for religion? You know, I said to my mother, you know, if you're not, if you don't believe, right, that this is like so anti you why did you allow them? I mean, you just don't leave me with them then. Like, why did you? And she said, cause it doesn't matter. She goes, I know there's nothing in it. Like there's nothing in it. That's harmful. First of all, um, it doesn't mean that now you're, she's like, you're not blessed. Cause you, they put some water on you. She said, it was just something that was something to them and it wasn't going to hurt you. So eh, we had you know a nice dinner afterwards. Like it was just her attitude about it that I was like, that's really weird because I feel like people get very, um, I don't know what the word is, not strict, but, you know, you believe something, you know, you're very devout in whatever it is. And the idea of somebody saying, hey, why don't we come along and do this to your kid? You're going to go, what are you nuts? I don't believe in that. But so her like free kind of attitude just really like that really it's like surprised me. And I thought, wow, like why, why are there some, why is there so much tension sometimes when families get together, when it comes to stuff like that, when if it's not hurting the kid, you know, who cares? You know, it's like, a, like she said, it was a nice night. So, um, but I still don't think you're going to baptize, you know, but I'm just saying, just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. I always feel like Catholicism is like, um, like a rope around your ankle, like an anchor attached to your foot. And you're just constantly like trying not to be dragged backwards back into Catholicism. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Fair. <laughs> it's like, it, it's magic, right? Like if you're a witch, there's a ton of overlap. It's easy to yeah. just be like, you know what, God? fine Catholicism is pagan as hell can I just say yes. <laughs> yeah so it's a choice every day to just move on from that <laughs> which flavor of pagan am I going to choose today right. the stolen one or the real one cool <laughs> yeah so when you're thinking about religion and the babies 
have you given thought to not, you know, how do I put this? Like, have you given a thought onto how you're going to explain things? Because Mr. Gemini is not pagan. Yes. He's not Hellenic. He's not any of those things. <laughs> Mr. Gemini refers to himself as himself. Mr. Gemini <laughs> refers to himself Probably. as loosely pseudo-Christian. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Loosely pseudo-Christian. Um, so pseudo is he, a good <laughs> yeah he really he enjoys um theology more than like religion so what's the question <laughs> have i thought about religion with the the baby bat right because you yes. know it's, it's one thing if you know your spouses were on the same page i don't know about you conlin about your spouse if they're on the same page as you religiously or whether they're different mr conlin is <laughs> I love that that's his name, yep. <laughs> but I'm, I'm stealing that idea. We're using it. It's great. Yes, Mr. He's going to love that. Um, Mr. Conlon is he, <laughs> kind of one of those where like also like Mr. Gemini, where he has like his own way of defining himself. He's not an atheist. He's not religious. He just doesn't care. <laughs> so he's open to whatever I'm doing and he's mm-hmm. like cool with performing magic, but, but he's not like there's nothing religious within there. There's no like split, which is nice, but it also just like, I can talk and talk and talk and, and I do talk and talk about what I'm experiencing and going through. And he's like, yeah, don't can't relate. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he grew up very Christian also, and we both kind of just went our own way but gemini did you want to answer the question first i, I don't I, know I, I felt like i hijacked you for a second no you're then, good i had yeah. to process um because yeah. again i forgot the question you have so little time <laughs> well because mom brain right? right like just your brain shuts off with you i think too much about what baby bat is going to be like in like five or ten or twenty years uh like i need to chill with that like i think you can't read his chart <laughs> yeah I, it's infuriating okay whew, we're good <laughs> I think Mr. Gemini and I are both on the same page about like, it's, he can, they can do whatever they want. Right. And will I be like a little bit disappointed if one day my child comes back and is like, I'm going to be a devout Christian maybe, but like baby bat is a person and baby bat is going to be whatever person they want to be. And so the best that I can do is expose them to everything that I know. Um, You know, if, if, Nana and Pops want to take Baby Bat to church, I'm not going to say no, right? If our Jewish relatives want to take them to temple, I'm not going to say no. But it's just a matter of like patience, which I have very little of. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. Oh, and then personally, I guess, um, so my, my husband's, uh, family is, is very supportive, which is kind of cool. I mean, his, his dad actually was there for the, uh, solar eclipse blessing, which was kind of a surprise. Um, but he got to witness that, which was kind of cool. So they're very open to where, like what direction we're going in, but they have their own like traditions and things. And I think that's kind of where I see things going with our family, where I want to really craft new traditions that are centered in a pagan way for our kids. Um, and really kind of redefine what these commercial holidays are to be something a lot more meaningful in our own family, um, centered around food and togetherness and connection and music and all those things. But of course, like my mother, for instance, is very Christian and she absolutely celebrates Christmas. And I don't want to deprive our 
kids of that. Yeah. And so it's going to be a, like, this is a grandma thing, right? Like, you know, or Christmas Eve, this is a, this is a dad's, you know, like a, a grandma on dad's side thing. So um, I think having sort of a healthy, like, I guess, uh, acceptance and like opened conversation about like, we all celebrate things differently. And in this family, we're going to do it this way. And then we'll also open up to other things yeah. and also exposing them to a lot of religious, like study in terms of this is where this religion comes from. Yeah. And this is their like theology. We, um, we actually do want to homeschool. And so, um, kind of crafting our education system around, what we find important. And personally, I find like history and <laughs> religious study is like very important because it's something we come across all the time. Yeah. So um, being able to sort of shape that in a way that is very open and allows for curiosity and questions and further study. And if they want me to take them somewhere like a temple, like a church, just to experience what that's like, I'm always happy to do that. In fact, we have some really cool ones out here in the Pacific Northwest that like it's just fun to like go listen yeah. to, I don't know about you, but like, I love, this is, this is where my medieval side comes in, but I love like old um, Gregorian chant. And there's a church in Seattle that does Gregorian chant, like rehearsals that are open to the public. And you just lay on the floor and like church and like, listen, it's so dope. Like, and so I don't know, that's like my jam. And so I'm like, if you ever wanted to do something like that, that'd be so cool. You know, yeah. but I, I want to make sure both our kids, like feel like they can ask anything yeah. and that even though we are the way that we are, they're open to whatever they want. That's kind of how my dad was with me. He's pretty, um, he's very much like I'm spiritual, but not religious. Mm -hmm. Um, but he is like very, uh, spiritual and like superstitious in a way that maybe even has me beat a little bit. So, um, I feel like a lot of that openness with him is what allowed me to feel like I could step out of what was expected of me yeah. and the family. So that's kind of the approach I think we're going to take. And I'm with you where I'm like, is he going to be super like into witchcraft and paganism? I've read his chart. So I'm like, I, I see potential, but then it's like, he's his own person. Yeah. It's cool. He's got to do it his way. <laughs> and nothing's more annoying than when you read the chart and it's like, you, it could be one thing, but it could be another thing. Cause it's like, it's well, not like reading every chart though. <laughs> no. Cause most charts that I'm reading are for adults. So Fair. I just am at that point it's cemented in. yeah they're faded it's over like yeah, they have no like, choice you, this happened to you already uh yeah, yes right. cool I was correct let's yeah. move on <laughs> fair yeah. yeah but children there's just so much potential so potential <laughs> yeah so you know it's funny you already mentioned school that was something else that I was going to bring up like once they get into school um and as a public school teacher who loves teaching I got to say, I think you're doing the right thing with the homeschooling. Like I actually am like applauding that. I, I have a cousin who, for different reasons. So in Puerto Rico, I'm not going to get too political. I've been getting very political on this lately, but Puerto Rico uh, has been shutting down a lot of schools. Well, I shouldn't say Puerto Rico. So this government that is colonizing Puerto Rico still um, has been cutting funding and they've been cut, uh, closing schools. They've been closing hospitals. I mean, it's just, it's not good. And my cousin was like, okay, um, I can't take my kids like an hour away to go to a school because if something happens, how long will it, will it take me? So she just revamped part of her house. It is a school. And you know what? You don't hear the problems that we hear. I mean, at a high school level, it's different. But in elementary school, you know, the bullying, just this idea of having to conform when you're very young and you're just trying to figure things out, like you said, like this innocence that happens with kids that should be nurtured. 
And then here comes another kid, or God forbid, sometimes an adult, right? Who will now tell a kid, you can't do that. Um, I was ambidextrous and it was a teacher who told me I could only use my right hand, right? Like, and I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is like, that's just stupid. Mm -hmm. Why can't the child write with like, what is it bothering you so much that the child can't write? You know, if the child isn't confused, right? If the child comes to the teacher and says, I can't do this because they're trying to do it with both hands, then you go, okay, so let's try it with one hand and tomorrow you can try it with the other and see how, no, it's like, there was no difficulty. It was just a preference by this teacher. So, and that's a long time ago. I'm not saying teachers do that or that anything bad has happened in our district with things like that, but just in general, right? There's things you can't avoid. So I was going to ask, you know, how do you guys planning on dealing with that when it comes to when they start going to preschool or school and things like that. We already know Conowin's going to homeschool, which I think is fantastic. Um, Gemini. I will not, but that is because I will not be quitting my job. Um, So (laughs) staying in teaching, I guess for me, this is, I'm going to sound like an asshole. So we're just going to go with it. I am a, I'm a Gemini, right? I'm a very smart person. Uh, My husband is a physicist. He's a very smart person. Um, I have a lot of like educationally minded people in my family. My sister's a teacher. My mom was a school nurse. Um, I just, I, for me, it's sort of like school doesn't matter that much for you, kid. Um, you go and like, you try your best, but if you come home with a B, I don't care. Cause I know that you're going to be getting like the stimulation, the education from your home life as well. So I think that that at least for me, I know that like that would have taken a lot of pressure off of me growing up if somebody had said like, it's okay if you aren't really good at everything. <laughs> um, but hopefully I think that will take some of the pressure off of them as well to be like, okay, yeah, it doesn't matter if I do well in school so much as it is I'm finding people who are you know good for me and, and good for me to be around. And I think if you put the focus of education, especially for a young child on where are your friends And are your friends really treating you correctly as opposed to like, are you learning how to spell that? That's the more important education. Social emotional education is so much more important than like, can you read and write? Because I'm going to teach them how to read and write. So I can bypass that a little bit. And that's a privilege, 100 percent. But I think I would be more frightened, honestly, about the whole system if I didn't have that privilege. And I wanted to also like, thank you, Scorpio, for saying what you said about like that you agree just because I know you, you both are educators and um, I've, I, I was lucky enough to have a lot of really incredible teachers growing up and mentors. And um, I don't like dismiss that you two are in a school system and doing your work. And I would love my kids to have teachers like you. Oh my God. <laughs> but, you I don't know. know. I'm kind of mean. Good. That's no. angry eyebrows on. Yeah, when she has her angry eyebrows, the kids know she's upset. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you think Mama Conowin's any different? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I draw these babies on like that. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I don't dismiss that there are a lot of really incredible educators out there, and um, I myself was overall very lucky in school. Um, I think honestly, because I was that weird kid that like only made friends with my teachers. Like I didn't have peers that were like my friends, but because of that too, I felt very isolated in a public school. And, um, to me, I wanted to learn more like in depth about certain things that just weren't covered. And my husband, 
is also a very smart person, was a nuclear engineer many, many years ago. So yeah, that kind of, right. And so, <laughs> and he really progressed in school very quickly um, and didn't feel like he was challenged. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think that like, I mean, every child is going to learn differently. And I think that's kind of where our starting ground is. We want to just give our kids the best opportunity to learn in the way that makes sense for them. And so whatever, and that ends up looking like, even if someday they're like, we really want to go to public school. Here's why. Cool. Like let's, I'm I'm open to that. I just want to give them the best, what I believe is the best starting point. And to me getting into a preschool and like you said, learn, read, and write is not where I find that to be. I would much rather them spend a little more time with those like socio and now I can't remember the word that you just used because it was long and oh, social, emotional, (laughs) social, emotional. Thank you. (laughs) But you know, like those skills are so much more important and just a connection to the world around them and nature and just like getting to know their bodies and moving and um, not being stuck at a desk. Like my son has been moving his right leg since before he was born. That kid cannot stand still. Yeah. And I want to like, I don't want to pressure that into like, you have to stand still. This kid won't do that. I want him to be able to move his body and learn in the way that he learns. Cause boy, when he learns, he learns so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the magic of childhood is just amazing. So I don't want to pressure that. I don't want to squeeze that out of him um, by sending him to school. And I myself am very privileged in that I feel capable of being able to take on a homeschooling mom position. Um, It's not going to be easy, obviously, like no position is. And I think there are, there are hard parts of, of every path that you choose to go on, but it's something that matters to us and to me. And so like okay I'm gonna that's the route we're gonna we're gonna try for but um yeah (laughs) and I just want to say for any like educators who list who are listening or do listen to our podcast you know when you become a parent if you're not already you you think differently about the bad teachers that you know um because like for me I know so many incredible educators right like I I'm not going to name anybody because but I could name 10 off the top of my head but I also know one incredibly bad educator who I would rather die than have my child in that person's class. And so, yeah, the idea that your kid could have the perfect teacher every year up until one and that one teacher or even that TA or para, somebody in that building fucks it up for your kid. I get why a lot of people are now, you know, thinking about homeschooling, thinking about going towards alternative schooling because Adults have so much power over children and you might be the best teacher in the world, but there are shitty teachers out there. Yeah. I just went into my own mind. I went yep. into my own mind. I feel like I saw own. all the truth on like both of your faces. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't even go to like where we teach. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was, when you were talking, I was going like back in time in my own life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was helpful for me as a child, and I'm talking about elementary school, and I'm going to get into junior high school and high school, was the fact that um, they started a program in my elementary school when I was in first grade. I was like in a regular first grade. Well, I was in a gifted class. But then um, they had a <laughs> class where all the class would be in English, but then they would have a language. And in this case, they were doing Spanish. So they pulled me out of that class. They put me into this other class. and now I was with teachers and kids that were kind of like me. So our history, our culture, our language, like that was being taught alongside everything else that was being taught. And while that was in homeschool, 
there was a comfort there that mm. I could honestly say was not in kindergarten in that other first grade where I kind of felt a little bit odd, a little bit different. So my question, my next question is, and this goes beyond school, so it doesn't even matter um, about homeschool. You guys are not the typical moms. Yeah. At some point, you're better. At some point, <laughs> right? Well, thank you. Your kids are going to have friends and friends are going to come over. What? Why are you making a face? I was going to finish yes. the question. Ask the question. Exactly ask the question. What I'm asking. Go. What? What? Go. Ask. Ask. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, how? Are we, uh, I don't even know what to say. I can't say it because you got all excited. <laughs> I'm watching you and I'm like, well, I got stuck. Um, how are you, how do you think you're going to deal with that when either a child asks a question, not your child, but a child asks a question in your home or like your kid comes over and is like, Billy said blank or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I, this is a thing I've been preparing for. Please One of the greatest <laughs> joys in my life is I want to be the cool mom. <laughs> right. Like I want to be a mom, mom where everybody's like, Oh my God, I want to go to baby bat's house. Right. I'm planning. We're looking to buy a house. I'm planning on like putting a rock climbing wall in for them. Yes. Right. Like I'm, I'm committed to this bit. I'm going to have the good snacks. We're going to have the Totino's pizza rolls. Like I'm ready. As far as like when a kid asks a question, I, that's just the same as I treat it in my classroom. Right. So like very clinical, like here are the facts if you would like to know about my personal life, you can ask me, but I'm going to do it as, as like diffusely as possible. Um, but I kind of like, I don't know about you, Conowin, but for me, my goal in a home is just to have a comfortable home. So like, if there's crystals, they're going to be pretty and like on display. If there are statues, they're going to be pretty and like on display. I, I don't, I think a lot of times people, who are not witches assume that we have like these, these deep creepy corners of our homes where we're like sacrificing chickens and like blood candles and all that. Wait, you don't? Like, I, just, no. <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't own a home yet. Like don't have space for my creepy corner. Wait, <laughs> meanwhile, you bought me candles that when you light them, it looks like they're bleeding. It was a oh, vampire themed gift. Living th vicariously. I know, but I'm just saying you say that they think that witches have it. Well, I do, but you gave them to me. That's because you're a vampire. It's different. <laughs> We're crossing our mythological streams here. But yeah, I just like, I, it'll just be a part of my life. Right. And if a kid asks, a kid asks. Um, but I like care a lot about being cool. So I'm going to do it in a way that is accessible and appropriate. But mostly I'm going to be like, here's our rock climbing wall. Can I interest you? In this? <laughs> like, you want some Totino's pizza rolls? You need a Gatorade? Yeah, I'm a witch. You want a Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, the kids are going to love it too, because they're going to be like, yeah, sure. And then they just run off. That's my goal. Thing. Like, yeah. that's the vibe. Totally. I love it. <laughs> well, I also feel like when it comes, like, having a comfortable home is something that, like, I care tremendously about. And I think yes. both of our aesthetics are probably similar in that, like, we want it to look nice. And so, I'm looking at having two boys and being the lone female in, in the house. And so I'm going to make damn sure, like, I like the way my house looks <laughs> and I made that clear. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm totally open if they have opinions, cause I would love to hear them. And so like my little aesthetically brained children, like, let's go, let's do it. But, um, at least in the area that we are currently, we are in more of a conservative Christian area. So I am definitely anticipating questions, ideas. Um, I present myself in 
quite a creative way day to day. So I imagine I will be that mom um, to a degree. But I honestly, I mean, personally, I, I don't know how to be anything other than my weird self. And so um, I'm hoping, like, I always look at it like I want to live by the example every day that like I would like my kids to see. And so um, being open about being myself and being honest and um, not afraid of being weird or being called weird and just being strong in that way, I think is the best way that I can help them um, see a true example of an adult who doesn't care and to try to empower them and strengthen them in that, in their own way, because they're going to get judged and kids always get judged. Right. Especially like we were talking about the younger years, where they're really bullied. It's going to happen to some degree. And so how do you prepare your child for when that inevitably happens is like my question I ask myself. And uh, it's really hard to embarrass me, <laughs> so, at least out in the world. And um, I thought a lot about like, we were, you were talking earlier, Gemini, about how like you had to deconstruct your Catholicism. I think every parent has to just deconstruct all the way that they were raised mm-hmm. when they become a parent, right? Like that's like, you start parenting yourself very quickly. Yes. And I've looked at like, okay, so what has made me this way? And like, what were the things that helped? And what were the things that were really hard and the lessons I had to go through in order to feel this kind of strength? And how can I prepare my child for those lessons and things? Um, And, you know, I don't have all the answers yet because they're going to come when they can actually like talk to me and Mm -hmm. have conversations. But I mean, I'm with you where it's like, keeping it really clear and honest and it doesn't have to get fluffy or weird or like, you know, scary. It just needs to be kind of clinical. And like, this is just how it is. And I think kids as a whole are very resilient. So if it's a friend situation where like a friend is coming over and all of a sudden they're exposed to like, wow, like baby Aquarius's house is a lot of like interesting things in it. And like, they're, Oh, I'm happy to answer questions. And um, happy to show them things and not get inappropriate, obviously when yeah. it comes to like matters. Cause there, there are a lot of open things I think in witchcraft that other people might look at as inappropriate. So I'm going to be sensitive to that with other kids cause I'm not their parent. Right. And I don't have that right, but I'm happy to just keep my house an honest and open place of communication where we're okay to be our weird selves. And there's no, there's no judgment ever. Like, you know, there doesn't need to be. And I want this, like, I I think for me, like a judgment free zone is really where I want our house to be. So again, if my kids take completely different interests and they want to like decorate the rooms and they're really into like dinosaurs or something, or, you know, or it Mm -hmm. becomes later, like they're really into music that I can't stand. That's okay. Cause like, I want them to have that freedom and feel like, you can be as weird as you want. And that's totally cool. Like it it can be different than me. It can be different from your friends. It should be, it should be whatever you want. So I think, I mean, that's kind of like my philosophy that I'm going to go into, but, oh, I know there's so many battles that are going to come. (laughs) Like I haven't even like, I mean, I'm still, I have a one-year-old and an unborn child at this point. So it's like the actual struggles of this. I think as long as I can try to live my best example and keep that philosophy in mind, that's what I'm starting with, baby. <laughs> I just feel slightly reparented by that. That oh, was dear. so that that hit me in my soul. I needed I needed another adult woman to say that in my general presence because like, yeah, you you are the you're the first and most important example your kids are ever going to have. And I think a lot of kids see the example of, well, I'm going to I have to do what everybody else is doing. 
And it is the hard, this is, that is the hardest shit. I'm going to, let's put that in a therapy notebook too. Let's take that one for the next session. But like, yeah, you just like, yes, mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you. Is, do you think there's something in your practice or something that's witch adjacent? It doesn't have to be necessarily like writing spells and stuff, but is there something in your practice that you think you want the babies to hopefully be interested enough to pick up on that you think will help them in something? Like I'll give you an example. Okay. Sometimes it's hard for humans in general to just trust their gut, right? Like what's my intuition, right? So, you know, maybe meditation, maybe journaling, maybe learning a divination deck just to get in touch with their intuition. So is there something that's witch or witch adjacent that you feel like, even if they don't go down this path, it would be really nice if they would at least do this X thing. Cause I think it'll help them, whatever it is with their anxiety, with, you know, dealing with other people or school or, you know, things like that. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I feel like my answer is not what anybody would expect, but um, like kitchen witchcraft and like, yes. um, like house spirits, I think are super important because I think a lot of times um, you don't learn how to take care of, like, like nobody teaches you really how to clean or care for a home. I had a conversation with my mother month month or two ago where I was like, did you know they make vacuums like for your mattress? They're like a little square mattress vacuum. You can, it's, it's cute. I kind of want one. And she goes, you don't vacuum your mattress. Oh no. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't vacuum my mattress. Nobody told me I'm supposed to vacuum my mattress. She goes, yeah, I do it every six months. Mom, you're my mom. (laughs) You're supposed to have told me that. Right. Which like, you know, vacuuming a mattress, probably not a big deal. But wiping down baseboards, right? Um, having a daily like closing ritual. There are things that like you want your kids to know how to do, but I feel like sometimes it's just assumed that they'll osmosis it. Um, and that is something that is like a part of my my magic, my religion and my witchcraft. And so for me, it's like, oh yeah, you know, come, here's your little. I don't have one yet, but the little like stand them up thing that you can bring up to the counter, like come chop vegetables with me. It's like a little stool, but it's like Montessori. The learning tower. Yeah. Yes, the learning tower. We love ours, by the way. We love it. it. I have yes. to, I'm getting that and I'm getting the pickler triangle. Because yes, good for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like come, come be at the counter. Come watch me make food, right? Mommy and daddy are cleaning up, right? Look at how we clean up. Like that is so it's so ridiculous to think that you have to like direct instruction it, but at the same time, it's so essential to like being not just, not just like a safe and well-cared for person, but like a happy person. It's so hard to be happy when you're surrounded by filth. (laughs) Well, look at you like leading by example too. I mean, you inviting your child into, no, but like even if if you're doing it like, you know, like rushed or sloppy or whatever way, it's, it's showing them that this is something that we do. Right. Yeah. And like, mom does this and you're doing this with me and it doesn't have to be a chore. I yeah. I have stories about baby Aquarius. It's great. Um, but like, I like applaud you for getting a learning to- a tower. And I will say like, so having Aquarius, um, 
that was the single most like definitive moment of, wow, our kid is suddenly really developing like Mm -hmm. really fast. And it was so cool to see him suddenly take an interest. And by no means is my child cooking with me. No, because he still wants to stuff all the raw meat into his mouth, right? Like we're, we're in that place, but he can chop a mushroom. He can chop a little, and and I'm not giving my child child a knife it's a little maybe the little the crinkle cut yeah yeah and we have that you know he can peel his own banana like like that's what we're talking these are huge like doing that and and you see the like process of development it's so cool like to watch also I will say anybody who's having trouble with like feeding their kids vegetables my kids started like not eating vegetables whatsoever started putting little vegetables on a uh, cutting board and he would sneak one thinking he was being all sneaky and put it in his mouth and now he eats his vegetables and it's great and he like it so worked like I mean I I feel like that was the best hack we ever came up with Right, I, you know anything I can do to help because motherhood is really hard. Yeah, but like the learning tower was such a game changer for us, and like that's what you're doing. You're leading by this example of like these are things we do in this home, and they're I mean they're normal, but they're like also expected, and they're also like going to bring you sustenance and life and vitality to be able to cook for yourself to mm-hmm. clean. You know, it doesn't have to be this horrible chore. My my kid's favorite thing to do. I don't know. I, I think it's because we cloth diapered personally because there's so much laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's just so much. And people are like, just don't do the laundry. I'm like, cool. I'll just like have my kid run around naked. Yeah. No, don't do the laundry. Come on, give me a break. Like, you know, and yeah. so I started involving him in it like really early. And now I swear to God, the song on our little dryer goes off. The thing that happens that kid will wake up from a nap and just start screaming if he is not immediately involved with getting the laundry out because he wants to fold like, it I'm now. Sorry, that's really cute. It's like, that's really it's cute. It's the greatest problem to have. Like, you know, and he wants to sit there and he, all he does is pull it out. Like he just pulls it out of the bin, puts it back, pulls it out, but he's involved. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's part of that cleaning ritual that we have. And now like laundry is something that's fun that we do together. He helps me with mine. He helps me with, like or my husband with his. And it's just, it's like, it's a fun thing. Like it's yeah. taking a chore and turning into like magic again. So, I mean, any way that you can do this with your kids, I think. And like, I mean, I think going back to the actual original question, like taking that witchcraft thing, taking your daily rituals and making them part of like magic, but also treating them as something really important because kids want to help so bad. Here's the thing. This is, I have a bone to pick with the Instagram moms. Okay. Because I had to unfollow some bitches because they're out here being like, I do a morning ritual where I pull my divination cards and my baby sits calmly next to me and plays with their little toy. And I'm like, what? Really? what like, what child do you have? Is your kid okay? Like, honestly, is your kid okay? Because if I tried to sit for 10 minutes and pull cards while my, while baby bat was just calmly sitting next to me, that's not real. That's not a real thing. That's never happened. Never. Um, so Maybe also- that is an Aries, correct? Can yeah, I ask? Right. Yes. <laughs> no. They've never been chill a day in their life. There you go. Yeah. An Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's also sort of like your daily rituals are going to be different, but you still have to involve your kid in them. When I just remembered Scorpio, part of your question. So, which is like, what could they take with them? And so one of the things I did very early with um, our son is I do a, well, one of the things that got me into witchcraft in the first place was just doing mantras for myself to like pump myself up for the day. And so 
it's sort of in this theme of empowerment. One of the very early ones I do with him is at night, we say it three times or we say it, I say it to him three times. And he's like, yeah, mom, let's get to the next thing. But I'm hoping he takes this on, which is you are safe. You are loved. You are smart. You are strong and you are free. And we say it three times. And then he's like, okay, it's time for bed. <laughs> you know. And I'll say it to him in the mirror. And I just say it. And let me tell you, it has probably helped me with a mom who's been suffering from like postpartum anxiety and depression on and off like for the last year, because when he's in a moment where like, he's really upset, I can remind myself he is safe. He is loved. He is smart. Like, you know, but that I just, I want him to know that like, I, I treat him as like all of those things. I want him to know that I feel that I believe that in him and that he should believe that in himself and that those are like accurate and true. Also on the point of house spirits, which I love whenever we say goodnight, I, I do this whole, it's a very long goodnight routine, but this kid loves routine. He's his father's son by all means. <laughs> so father's a Virgo, by the way. That'll do it. <laughs> so yeah, right. Anyway, so we go around, we say goodnight to the house. So we say goodnight to all the people in the house, all the pets in the house. And then the very last thing we do is say, good night house, good night Aquarius's house, good night house. And it's kind of that acknowledgement of like, there's a spirit of the house too. And he always looks around like, what is mom doing? <laughs> Who is she waving to? But you know, it's like, it's again, it's this, it's an acknowledgement of there's this greater energy around us that like, you know, we, we can take into our account of ourselves and like, we can be aware of, and just being, I mean, just getting him aware of the fact that there's another like baby brother on the way has been a really interesting mm-hmm. endeavor because I talk a lot about, you know, baby Gemini is coming, baby Gemini's and mommy's tummy. And I don't know how much of it is landing, but I'm hoping some of it is, you know, and otherwise we'll like surprise. Yeah. This thing is yeah. crying and it's your brother. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to live with it now. So, you know, I'm trying. Right. Yeah. And a lot of it, it's like, I mean, my kid is one, I don't know how how much of this is going to land, how much of it's going to work. But I I don't want to treat him like he's anything less than being able to understand and being able to take in some of it. So starting these habits early of cooking together of, you know, and, and I think for a lot of parents, they feel pressured into that too. And I think like, it's an acknowledgement of sometimes that like, sometimes I sit my kid in front of the TV and he watches Miss Rachel while I cook dinner, because there's just no way he's going to cook food with me. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be every time, but the exposure to it is what matters. The attempt to involve is what matters. And if there's at least like this acknowledgement of like, yeah, like we do this as a family. Occasionally you're doing a great job. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome. And even if you're not doing it, it, it's so much of motherhood is survival. And I just, I don't, I don't like judge any mom who's like, I can't do that. Like, that's totally fair. Again, I'm in a privileged place where like I have the time and the energy to do that. And it became something that I truly wanted for our kids. So that's what we're doing. But um, it's, I don't know. I just, like you, you were saying about Instagram moms, like yeah. it's so easy to compare ourselves to other moms out there doing it. And every mom and every kid and every family is different. And I try to remind myself this all the time because it's never going to look the same as that mom that has that perfect kid who knows how to like crack an egg. <laughs> like it's not going to look like that. But the fact that my kid can peel his own banana is really exciting. No, it is. Legitimately <laughs> so I'm going to take the wins. Also shout out to Hey Bear Sensory and Miss Rachel for yes. being the absolute goats. Um, yes. Without you, I don't think I would have survived this long. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hands down. <laughs> bless you both yeah. oh I think Miss Rachel's a witch like I know she's not but I think she is <laughs> she's certainly magic like yeah. in any capacity 100%. Yes. yeah 
And I'm glad you said that because this is leading to the next, well, it was going to be the next question, but I'm kind of going to try to like put them together because you guys talked about different things. I'm trying to put the next two questions together. So you mentioned Gemini that you're in therapy and you kind of went ahead and mentioned a little bit about postpartum depression. And we know that this is something that forget witchcraft for a second. We know this is topics that women are still trying to be heard about, right? Because we have so much so many images, right? We have that Instagram mom, like you guys said, of, well, if you're not, if you're not perfect like me, then what's wrong with you, right? Like there's something wrong with you. Meanwhile, chances are that person, that's not perfect. It's, it's, it's a lie. So much of Instagram is a lie, right? So much of social media is a lie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of us know it, but it's still so easy to get sucked in. So now we add the whole being a witch on top of it and, you know, maiden mother crone, Maiden mother crone. We keep hearing that, but yet we mostly see the maidens and then we see a bunch of crones, right? Like we see people who are the elders in the community. You don't really hear a lot of witches talking about, I'm in the mom stage. I'm a mom, right? Everything is kind of about witchcraft, which like you guys said, there's not a lot of time. But if you're a maiden, you have a lot of not. I mean, maidens are busy. I'm not saying they don't have a lot of time, but you have more time. It's and as you get closer to time. Yes. right, and as you get closer to cronehood or you're a crone, you have more free time, right? Your kids are out of the house, right? Um, whatever, whatever age you want to say a crone is. I don't know if you want to say by the time your kids get to college. I'm not even thinking about having more kids. So maybe at that point, because you're always going to be a mom, yeah, even yeah. if you're 90 years old, you're still somebody's mom. So that is an end, but you, you know, there's a period where you're a crone. What do you think the witchcraft community needs to do? Because I feel like there's like, again, the, the idea, the idea of being a mother, but I, I mean, how many books are there? I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even check to see if there are books, but I remember when we first did this, you and I, Gemini, and I were having a hard time coming up with books. Yeah. We we're like, well, some of these are good, but like literally you're choosing from like five, right? You're not choosing from 105 or 500. So, well, Connell and I are going to write a mom book, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Except yeah. Scorpio will take that seriously. So that was me. I'm joking. That was a joke. <laughs> oh. The look of disappointment. Oh, the better joke. <laughs> because why shouldn't you write a mom book? I mean, okay, well, so anyway, like, go ahead. You tell me, you're the moms. You tell me what is <laughs> so missing. I think a book is a good mom. idea, but. I legitimately think that the transition from maiden to mother is the place where the alt-right creates the pipeline where you end up with like that, that shaman guy who like tried to, because the only people, at least for me, the only people that I saw in social media who were talking about the magic of motherhood were like, I'm homesteading and I only eat like this specific type of meat and I don't use any, uh, I only use natural products and like, I don't believe in vaccines crowd. Like those are the only people who I saw and who I was honestly getting bombarded with of like, oh, well, I'm going to be a mother for the rest of my life. I'm going to spend more time in motherhood than maidenhood. And like, that's a great concept. I'd love if someone talked about it who didn't want to milk me for $300 for a course on how I should have better emotional capacity and how I should buy essential oils from her multi-level marketing scheme. Yes. Preach. Oh my God. <laughs> um. I don't listen. We, neither of us have free time, but like, if one day we wanted to write a book, you know, <laughs> if we want to, what we'll do is we'll just do this. We'll just get on right. and Scorpio can write the book and we'll just tell her what to write. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly she's less she's excited. Like, Excuse me. 
<laughs> Did I if say that's the word? only way to get it written, but I will sit here and just type crap. Wow. Just talk to me and I'll just write it down. I'm impressed. Don't agree to that. What are you talking yeah, about? Why not? <laughs> I mean, do you guys think that that something like that is missing in the community? I, I it's a very complicated thing for me. Yes, I'm gonna let Connor yeah. go. Connor, you go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. I um, talk a lot. Right. You go. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I'm gonna rewind this back to a story, and I think like talking about this transition from maiden to mother is so. Oh, I have a lot of feelings about it. So I went to this women's retreat and this is no hate to any of the women, no hate to the women's retreat whatsoever. It was a wonderful, it was like a pagan women's retreat. It was beautiful. It was at the very beginning of my first pregnancy. And I was like, okay, I'm stepping into this motherhood. Like, this is a big deal. I feel like this is a really big moment. And what I noticed was that there were mothers who like stood up. We, we had this whole ceremony where we all stood up during what we like identified as which was maiden and crone and mother. But then they also came up with some other terms like Amazon and queen, right? Which is really like super cool. I mean, if, if you're, that's something you relate to more than just maiden mother crone, like that's awesome. And I understand like, of course, everyone's in a different phase of their life. But what I realized was like, at least the vibe I got, and this could totally just be me projecting, but like a lot of the mothers were just kind of, this is where I'm at. I've got two young kids, they're running around this camp and I'm in this mother place and I need to stand up at some point. So I'm just going to be here. But then, you know, the Queens were like, so proud. Like I've gotten to this place where I'm a queen or I'm an Amazon. Like I'm past the phase of mother uh, maidenhood, but like, I feel like I'm standing in my power. And then of course the crones are like, literally like <laughs> Queens and like empresses, right. You know, at that point they're, they've earned this title. And it really made me feel very isolated as a new mother, because it was like, well, gosh, like is this like what I have to look forward to? Like, I really want to feel like I'm stepping into this really important place. And it feels like the mothers are just kind of surrendering to like, this is what life is now <laughs> until I can get to this place where I have enough time to be an Amazon or a queen. And again, no hate to any of like the people that are feeling that way. Cause I think it's awesome. But I took that experience and I was like, I really want to redefine for me what like the mother role is. And then I actually had a kid <laughs> and, and then you are like, oh, that's what the motherhood role is. Okay. But gosh, if that transition, like you're saying, like, is it's so, I mean, to me, it's the deepest level of shadow work that like you could put yourself through. Cause every day it's different. Every day you're like confronted with things about your own childhood, your own self, your own limits that like you're having to work through in a way because it's not just about you anymore it's not just about like sitting down and doing shadow work with an oracle deck it is every choice that you're making is affecting another human and they're like earliest forms of development and there's so much pressure around that and I didn't even realize I had postpartum anxiety until like months later when someone pointed out something that I was doing in my early days and they were like yeah that's totally postpartum anxiety I'm like oh my god <laughs> shit that explains a lot of things and I've had moments of like really scary depression. And um, personally, I don't see a like licensed therapist, but I have a mentor who I love deeply and I see her regularly. And without her, I don't know what shell of a human I would be right now, um, to be honest. And she's a very dear friend of mine, but I just, that, that's my person that I go to. And um, I am so grateful to all of that, but I really feel like I, the whole transition into motherhood, especially as a witch, I feel like there is a huge void of material, of help, of information. 
because it is so much survival. It's such an internal process. You are so isolated in so many ways. And I do not say this with any lack of gratitude to where I'm at, because I don't want to live another life than the one I'm living. I love my children with my whole heart. My heart explodes just thinking about them. Like, I, I'm not kidding when I say that, but it, it doesn't mean that you yourself aren't going through some really hard shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I like writing a book. I even was, I was joking with my husband the other day, like, you know, um, there's a huge gaping hole for like pagan homeschool. Like I can go and look at any Christian yeah. homeschool and holy crap. Wow. What it's cool resources they have and whatever. And then they all sit around talking about the Bible and I'm just like, okay, I can't, I can't feel like I relate to that at all. Like I'm, I'm, there's a void there. But I told him, I was like, I don't feel like it's my mission to create a homeschool co-op that's pagan. I don't, I don't have the energy. For that. Yeah. <laughs> like I could be that ringleader, but I don't want to be like, I have other dreams, time it the best I can with what I got and see where I can like make it my own. But there is a huge, I, I mean, I think a lot of other moms that I've talked to that are, I say a lot of other, there are very few moms, frankly, that I can talk to that are also pagan and everyone's just kind of had to like tough it out on their own. And um, we all do the best we can. We all like, kind of try to come up with our own traditions, but I would love to see more unity, more connection around being a pagan mother um, or a witch mother or whatever you identify as mother, like in this scope, because we're going through so much. And then, like you said, you layer on top of that, the witchcraft and this whole maiden to mother transition. And the only thing I can say that like, I feel like I'm doing an okay job is my husband said that I like graduated from being like a snow white figure in my maidenhood to being Maleficent. And that feels really That's good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take that. <laughs> so, but you know, like that's, it's kind of what you have to become. Like you step into this like version of yourself that is dealing with your own shadow work all the time. Cause I, I don't think we can help it. Like we examine ourselves so deeply that uh, you know, it would, it would just be cutting out my entire spiritual practice if I wasn't also taking those things into account, but it makes it feel a lot more pressured. I don't know. Did that actually answer the question? I feel like that was a really long winded. No, that was great. It, journey. I, you're correct. And I think the point that you made, you, you said a sentence and I was trying to remember the sentence, which is why I'm like staring off. Into I'm sleep. so sorry. No, it's okay. Something to the effect of like, um, you all of the mothers you've talked to we've all had to tough it out on our own and i think more than anything all moms pagan or, or whatever realize after you have your first kid that what you need you hear it on the internet right is a village you yeah. need but not just like people to come like clean up or you need a strong sense of connection with other people to feel like you can ask for support and again, I will be open and vulnerable on the podcast. I fucking suck at that. I am horrific at asking for support. Same. It is my least favorite thing. I am. I won't do it. Um, and I spent a lot of time in that that postpartum anxiety, feeling like I need to be perfect for my child, or my child will insert whatever anxiety here. Um, when in reality, what I needed was to reach out to the people that I loved and cared about and say, Hey, come watch, come hang out with me and watch my kid for 10 minutes, come hang out with me so I can do some long laundry or, you know, to have no shade on any of the, I'm not going to name anybody, but no shade on certain people, but they could have just been there. You know what I mean? Like some people could have just showed up, but we, and this is part of like the society we're in 
now, right? It's like, we're all so connected with technology, but we're so separated. Yes. And like, I'm bad at, I'm bad at friends, <laughs> right? Like I, I don't make connections with other people easily. So for me, it's like, oh, what I needed was a circle of other moms who had been through it to be like, oh yeah, you know, like you're going to feel crazy. And like, this is totally normal and that's totally normal. And I will, I will never have that because I will not do it. But like other moms need that. <laughs> you know, is this a little too vulnerable, but did that make sense? No, I think it makes sense because it's also going totally. back to what we've been saying that every mother, every child, every relationship, every way of rearing a child is going to be different. So if you are a witch out there or non-witch and you just feel like I can't make these connections with people, there's nothing wrong with you. That's just how you're going to do things. But I think be acknowledging that about yourself and knowing like, okay, I could do this and just, it's about being reflective. And I think that's also really important. It's important to our practice. And I think it's important as human beings, whether you're a mom or not. So no, I don't think that that's, I think that's helpful for sure. I'm going to say something also that like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like start a scandal or drama and maybe take, like, take. I, I feel like it's hot take, but I also don't know. I'm okay. So everyone talks about, we need a village and it's true. Do like it. we do, do need a village. I'm so tired of that. Cause guess what? We don't have one. Like I'm sick and tired of being like, we need a village. Like life is so hard. Like we don't have our village and like, they, yeah, it's hard. So like, what are we going to do about it? I'm just, I'm so tired of the whole, I just, I feel like it's just a complaint at this point because yeah, we don't have it. So what are we going to do? I mean, for the people, Gemini, I totally like relate to you. I don't want to go out and make a bunch of mom friends. I'm not that person. I've never been. I go to these classes with my kid and I just sit there. I talk to the teacher because that's who I am. And I joke around with them and probably make a few jokes that maybe make them feel a little weird because I don't care about how I come off. And I like throw my kid around because he's, he loves getting thrown around and other parents look at me like, are you trying to hurt your child? And I'm like, no, he likes it. Let me throw him. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? and I just live my life. And I know I like, I I'm with my kid. My kid loves playing with his own reflection. Okay. Like he is so my kid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, And I'm, I'm very much independent. I'm not going to ask someone to come over and clean my house ever. I'm, I'm never going to do it. I don't want them to, you know, and while it might be helpful, I don't care. It would make me so uncomfortable. I don't want that. So what about the moms out there who like, don't, I don't want to say don't want the village. The village would be great, but like, we don't have a village. That's not the life we live. This is not our reality right now. And sure, I could go out and try to make one, but that's not what I want to do. I want to just raise my kid and I want to feel like I'm not going crazy. And so, yes, have I had to reach out to people and be like, am I insane for thinking all these things and doing all these things and feeling like I'm going through this? And occasionally I'll get the answer of like, you're okay. This is normal. Like in those moments, I know I need to reach out and I try to be open, but like, what can we do for parents who want to just live the life that we live in this reality with our disconnected form of social media, right? And like, I think, I mean, to me, it comes back to just a level of acceptance of that everyone's just going to go through this different because like, what else are we going to do at this point? Are there resources out there? Like I will probably, it's me. I will probably create some form of a parental pagan resource in my life because I feel very strongly about that. And there needs to be more out there, but like, it'd be great if there already was one. 
there just isn't. So I have to, I have to make do. And like, I think all of us, again, are out here trying to survive. I don't know if there's an answer. Like that's the sucky part, right? Is yes, there's no village and I'm tired of hearing about it, but there's no good answer. There's no good solution other than like, well, what are you going to do? And for those of you out there who are action-minded and want to do something about this, like by all means, please, we're all begging for it. Like (laughs) creating resources for parents who are just trying to tough it out and figure it out. But I also don't think we should feel obligated that we have to be the one to carry that mantle when we already are carrying enough, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, babies are heavy. So what I think is that mothers already have a lot on their plates. We're not going to ask the mothers now, okay, you have to start a village. Okay, like, come on. You can't really ask the maidens because they're not there. They're probably not sure. And we're talking about young girls. I think the mantle, I think the people have to pick this up are the crones. The crones have to build the village because you're going to have different types of crones. You're going to have crones who have kids in college or maybe already grown up in their own families and their grandparents. You're going to have crones that maybe never had kids, but they've been around that you're a crone for a reason. You've been around for a while. So you have friends who've had kids. You have mentored people, right? Because it's not about you don't need people to teach you how to raise your children. You are totally capable of raising your kids. But do you need somebody to talk to? Maybe you do have a question right? That somebody could help answer. I think, you know, calling all crowns, calling all crowns, but I think crones <laughs> need to, to say, how can we be active in this? And also because just like mothers seem to be invisible, you see crones, but when we're talking about aesthetics, it's the maiden. It's always going to be the maiden, right? And I think crones need to come out of the cupboards because they're holding more knowledge about life in general, because they've seen so much shit. Maybe it's time that, um, and I can think of a couple of ways to start this. I will also say to the maidens, if there is a possibility that you're going to become a mother, your village is the people around you, right? So when we complain about like, oh, we don't have a village, we don't have a village. I know why I don't have a village. I didn't make enough connections with people. I know like four people and I like half of them. (laughs) So, you know, of course I don't have a village. (laughs) right but if you as a maiden are like you know one day i do want to make that transition into mother don't discount the people that are around you right being so individual so individualistic that you're not like forming connections with your community and like reaching out to the people around you is gonna hurt you in the end you know i i'm not gonna go more vulnerable and like why i'm like this but i don't love it it would have been help more helpful for me if i had been more open to connection when I was younger. Um, so I think I definitely, yeah, crones, like come help out. But I do maidens consider your options for the future because if you want to be a mother, you could end up like me. Crazy. <laughs> oh I mean, to be fair, Gemini, you were kind of crazy. In I was crazy to be like, right. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah. Okay, I love this because Gemini, you just addressed the maidens and Scorpio just addressed the crones. And now I'm going to address mothers because- I am very blessed, at least, that I, my doula, who I spoke about, who was the, is the leader of the coven that came and did our blessing, she has too much older kids. And she is somebody who I really hold in very high regard as the mother, as, as a witch. Um, she's the most devout, which I know, <laughs> hands down. And um, 
because her children are older, I've been able to come to her. I mean, she's the one who taught me about cloth diapering. Like she has been my village in a lot of ways. Um, and I think that mothers who are in the later stages of motherhood, maybe you don't consider yourself a crone yet, right? I mean, like what you're talking about Scorpio with them going off to college, but even middle school and high school, there is such a, a huge difference in that stage of motherhood but you have been through the early stage of motherhood, that transition from maiden to mother. And I think that if you are somebody who is a new mom, like going to those mothers is so helpful. And if those mothers have the time to lend just to speak about their own experience, like I'm not going to do everything my friend did with her kids and that's okay. And she knows that and that's okay. But just hearing what her struggles were and that they're different than mine, but that they were like just as difficult and, and hearing her navigate her pagan motherhood is so helpful to me. And like, I could just sit and talk to her for hours. Right. And I wish that like any, any young mom could hear from her because she's such an invaluable resource, but I know there are other mothers out there that are doing this, that are working this, that are making this happen. And we could connect like that in that way. In just a way of, um, again, it's not about like, I need these moms to take up the the village. It's not that it's just sharing. Like if you, if you can lend an ear to these newer mothers going through this transition and sort of, I mean, it's like the whole image of pulling someone up the ladder rung, right? I mean, we're all helping each other up this thing. And I think that like, we're all in different stages of motherhood, but like you have so much that you can offer. And if you do so in like a judgment-free way and just explain your situation, it is so comforting and helpful just to know other mothers out there struggle too. And that's, you're not going to see the struggle necessarily on social media. There are definitely parents out there who share that side and it's helpful, but you know, it's, it's not going to necessarily be in this witchcraft space. And so to have that would be really great. (laughs) And it's something I personally hope that I can offer in the future when I have the capacity to do so to anybody I see. But I also don't know a lot of younger people who are about to have children that may change, you know? And so I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up too, because I know some mothers out there are still in that motherhood, but they have so much to offer and just sharing your experience as, as raw and as vulnerable as you want like you know is is so helpful to all of us so we need a mom podcast (laughs) don't bring that up one of us is going to take that and by that I mean probably shit me (laughs) no promises though I made promises on the last podcast and none of those have come to fruition yet so well I never remember what I say on the podcast so it doesn't matter I can say whatever I want because I basically channeling anyway yeah okay this has been fantastic like i think we we've really touched on a lot of interesting topics that i'm hoping you know um old moms new moms all kinds of moms um can relate to and will you know let us know what you think but before we go one any last thing you guys want to say about motherhood because the only thing i'm going to ask now is conwin i know you have a lot going on (laughs) and your next biggest creation is coming you said around litha So, but is there anything musically going on with you or anything else that you want to let people know about? God, I wish, um, (laughs) no, I do have material online, but I wish, I wish I could say something definitively. I know last podcast, I had a lot of big ideas and that's what they are still, they're still cooking. They're just in the cauldron in the back room, right? They're back there. Um, and so, 
Uh, I do. I will say that I am an astrologer over on another podcast, but I do astrology teaching and I have an online class. Um, if you go to conowinmore.com, um, all my stuff is on there, including the music that I have produced and anything future will live on that website. So um, for right now, she's in, she's in her progressed final phase of her moon. She's like living the life as a mom and we're in the dark moon phase of life. So there's not a whole lot of activity going on there. Um, but I would love for you to check out all the stuff that I do have on there. If you're so interested, it's mostly music and astrology related. And that's, those are my two loves. So <laughs> two loves and my two boys <laughs> and I guess husband too, but yeah, anyway, conoandmar.com. <laughs> we love him too. He's great. Um, <laughs> conowinmore.com is going to be where you find pretty much everything and i am on instagram i'm I, I post astrology occasionally but that's kind of what i have capacity for so uh hopefully there'll be lots more in the future but for right now we're living that two under two life so anybody yeah. mo- any moms out there who can relate like yeah <laughs> wish me luck <laughs> of course always all the luck all the good vibes and thank you so to much you. for coming and talking to us and making me feel not alone. <laughs> anytime I'm always here. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Like there's a little village right here. People. Yes. I love it. Gross. <laughs> Impossible. So yes, thank that. you so much for coming on here. And you know, we say it every episode, thank you so much for the music because it's my alarm. It's what I wake up to. It's my ringtone. It's everything. Like that is my soundtrack. That is just like what I live with. So you're always with us. When I have I have to say too, and this is going to sound super mania, but like you guys asked me to write that at a point in my pregnancy where I was really having a hard time relating back to myself and writing that really connected me back to what it means to be me as a witch, as an artist. So when I hear it, I get emotional because oh it came at a point where I really needed to write that. And I, again, I forgive me for sounding kind of like full of myself here, but I'm like, I cry whenever I hear my music, but really like listening to your podcast and hearing you say that is, is so meaningful to me in a way that like touches me across like I know all the all the emotions Gemini why are you so vulnerable today <laughs> because we're talking about like one of the most vulnerable things it's okay I hate it. I'm so proud of you you've come so far did I mention <laughs> that I have the cancer moon oh my god come on girl get out of that crab shell for a second now come on <laughs> but yeah I just I like it same goes back to you because that music honestly really it speaks to a person that I still am. And that really means a lot to be able to hear that um, in moments that I feel not very much the witch I used to be. I'm like, no, nope, she's in there. So, and it really makes me happy as I'll get out that it's on your guys' show because I love your show. So thank you. We love you. Yeah, we love you so much. I hate having to end an episode. This is great. Um, thank you so much to you, Conwin Moore, for our amazing intro and outro music that we love so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to our listeners for giving us the opportunity to have talks like this. We will definitely be having more of them. So we will be having Conwin back, of course. Um, if you guys want to tell us anything, shoot us an email, hit us up in the Instagram DMs, which space co, both on Instagram and at gmail.com. And of course, remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. 